If you haven't listened to Work Slugs Part 1, play Work Slugs from last week, Part 1. This is Work Slugs Part 2 for Episode 5. Here we go! A lot of these tech jobs, they have X mm-hmm. amount of dollars. They hire X amount of people. They <clears throat> use those people to market their company by mm-hmm. word of mouth. And be like, oh, this job is so great. The location is great. You get these benefits that's going to bring in more people. And then mm-hmm. when you start to see the work, you put them on a cycle train. Okay, yep. how are they doing at this time? How are they doing at six months? How are they doing at nine months? Okay, let's give them a goal that they have to meet by the end of the year. If they don't meet this goal by the end, they're going to be on uh, probation. Mm-hmm. All right? You start to weed them out or people start to leave themselves. Yep. And there, there is high school shit that you'd be dealing with at corporate jobs with managers and HR people. There is sexual harassment shit that's known that nobody mm-hmm. does anything about. There's passive aggressiveness that's known. There are people that's trying to steal other people's clients that are at the Mm -hmm. same job. There's so much shit that be like behind the, oh, hey, such and such. Oh, good morning. Or like, I see see past all that shit. Like you could, you can talk shit about me in the office, try to get me fired, come out that meeting, be like, oh, hey, Chantal, those shoes are cute. Shut up and go to your desk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, if you don't, I'm the type of person all the way around. There's no different me outside of the office. There's no different me in, in front of my mom. There's no different me around my kids. If I don't like you and you don't like me, great. Don't say mm-hmm. shit to me. You ain't got to say, tell me good morning. And you ain't got to give me what I miss in no meeting. Just shut up talking to me, right? Yep. I can work with somebody I don't like all day because you don't exist. But the, the the thing that pisses me off is when people know I don't like them, do their mm-hmm. damnness to sit here, say this, email this, come to me with multiple questions that they know is pissing me off to get a reaction. And that's that high school stupid shit that some people be dealing with at a workplace. And my thing is like, People who drain your energy at work is why most people quit. It's not that the job is too hard. It's not that what the company is asking is impossible. People have real life shit outside of a job. People want the company holidays off. They want their motherfucking days off that they put in for, and they want their vacation days off, right? And they don't want no job calling them while they're on vacation or calling them while they're off for anything at work like i'm not a ceo i'm not an exec i'm not a a a district manager don't call my phone if i am off don't send me no email about some account that i touched last week that you got a question on why this wasn't done it wasn't done because my job is not to sit at my desk and wait for this person to send me emails and then answer them my job is to be in one department all day. It doesn't involve me checking emails while I'm talking to other people. And in the morning for 15 minutes, if I choose to go through emails, I'm going to go through them. But possibly, p- 
possibly, bitch. By the time I get to this email, you could have fixed that problem 10 times. Mm. It's a lot of people who just, I want to control. I want to delegate. I want to be the one to tell them what they need to do. And I want them to do it. I don't want you to do it. I don't want the person offering to help me fix this problem to do it. I want this person to do it because I feel like they're getting away with not doing it for me. It's that type of shit that be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't need a job. If if me leaving this job means I'm gonna be unemployed for about three months, that's cool. Because you're not mm-hmm. about to stress me when I got house bills. You're not about to stress me when I got a, a car note and insurance. You're not about to stress me when eggs is ten dollars a carton and I got two kids in this house. You're not about to stress right. me when I'm dealing with their dads and their moodiness and acting like their moodiness makes a whole world stop and the children don't need shit. You're not about to stress me when I'm tired of shit already. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna allow you to do it. And a lot of the reason why these companies are frustrated with this younger generation that's coming in here, they don't give a fuck if you threaten them about losing their job. They ready. They don't care about, oh, then you won't be having this pension for this. Y'all taking away pension anyway. Yep. Like there are really no single fuck with with these jobs anymore to stay long term. Okay? So when it comes to work slugs, I was thinking about how nobody likes a know-it-all. Okay, shut up mm-hmm. unless you're asked your opinion. Okay, meetings that don't solve shit are just to waste time because somebody don't want to do work, so they rather call a meeting in the middle of work that needs to be done and be like, "Oh, it didn't yep. get done because we had this meeting." Okay, a lot mm-hmm. of these meetings could be like <clears throat> a muted Zoom for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Say what you need to say. We all can hear you. Send us an email for those who weren't here for the meeting so we could get on with our day. But stop calling me to come from my desk to come stand in a room and key, key, key about the weather yesterday. I don't care. The weather is what old people talk about. They ain't got no business. Yep. It's okay. almost like the work that you could be doing, you won't do. <laughs> so you want to be around your accountability partners for doing work. It's like, or you just go do your fucking work. Period. It, 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 it just be that. Just go do your work. I'm I'm not a people person, Shan. Like you you know it to be true. Like we friends, we cool. But I just I, I don't like fucking people. I, I, okay, let me let me rephrase. I don't like people I work with. And the reason why I say that it's not me being disrespectful. It's like you got your job, I got mine. Let me do my job comfortably and efficiently so I can move on. I got not in trouble, but I, I had a talking to about work. So how can I put it without like sounding like an asshole or like exposing something? Okay, so the Zoom meetings, for example, that you were talking about. We have these meetings that, in my personal opinion, they're necessary to learn things, but they're not necessary where I have to stop my work and focus on people talking. Mm-hmm. For 45 minutes, that's 45 minutes I can get something done. Now, mm-hmm. yes, I'm listening to you. I'm conveying that. Sometimes I have the camera on. Sometimes I have the camera off. But you know what I'm also doing in the midst of that 45 minutes? My work. 
that 45 minutes, I can't sit there and eat. So there's no lunch period. There's no break for me. So let me do the work that I could be doing for that 45 minutes. My, you know, my boss, you know, lo- love the lady to death, but, you know, she had said, she was like, oh, well, Greg, I know you have work to do, but she was like, you know, if, you know, just pay attention to the people in the meeting, you know, because we all have work to do, but I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. We all have work to do. I'm doing said work. If I'm not talking right now, like if I'm not comfortably having a conversation or I'm not bringing any like talking points to that current moment in the meeting, I could be doing my work while y'all sitting here talking. If it doesn't pertain to me, I'm definitely going to be doing my work. But most importantly, that 45 minutes isn't a, you know, a fire drill for me where I'm supposed to just drop whatever the fuck I'm doing and go and do something for a few minutes. That means I can't do anything else. No, meetings for me are work as well. I'm just getting work done. And the reason why I say that, Shannon, is because you brought up meetings and there are a lot of people who feel as though they're in a lot of these accountability fucking meetings. It's like, okay. You don't have anything to do, but I do. That 45 minutes you want to talk, that hour you want to talk, yes. Can you talk while I continue to work? I don't need to sit in a conference room for you to tell. This could have been a five-minute call. This could have been an email. This could have been an iMessage. Honestly, you could just pick up the phone like most people do and have these phone calls over there. You don't need to see me. And I, I get it. That's the pandemic. Everybody likes Zooms and like video chats and stuff. It's cool to see each other. Hi, how are you? That's great. However, work needs to be getting done. If you can go and put a like a timer on actual work that could be done productivity-wise during these meetings, most people's work will be done for the day. I know my boss sits in at least like four, out of an eight-hour day, she's probably in meetings for five of them. J- just meetings. Like she'll have a meeting at 10 o'clock. She'll have a meeting at 11. She'll have a meeting at 12. She'll try to eat lunch, and then she'll have a meeting at 1.30, and then she'll have another one at 2, and then she'll have another one at 3. And then she have another one at four. I'm like, oh, she's a mom. She's a wife and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm sure she doesn't just always want to be on camera having these accountability meetings. It's like mm-hmm. at some point we like, all right. The, and they have these long ass dockets, Shane. And I, 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 I'm not, I can't put all this information out there because it's, it's my job still. But it's like we have these meetings that I understand you're trying to get as much talked about in an hour. But sometimes there's not anything to talk about. Like I'm sure yeah. we have a meeting like we had to have a meeting last week or two, I'm sorry, two weeks ago. And they realized like, yo, we're having this meeting every week. But the issue is we're having a meeting every week out of like, out of circumstance. Like, it's just kind of like a thing that we just do. Like, we just have to have this meeting every week. And then they realized like, well, if we're having it every week, we have nothing to talk about. How about we don't just move it to every two weeks? And I said, that's one of the smartest decisions I've heard. Because guess what? If you don't have anything to talk about this Tuesday, skip it. And then next week, guess what? You have something to talk about. Nobody's saying you can't do it for, like, just do that for four or five weeks. No, you didn't have, uh, like, meeting today. Next week, same day, have more to talk about. Now you have something to speak on. But a lot of these companies, a lot of these jobs, a, a lot of the roles, the higher-ups, the, the, the mid- to high-level people, they don't have enough work to do. And they're trying to figure out how to keep their jobs. Meetings is how they keep their fucking jobs. These, you know, performance evaluations and shit like that, that is how they keep their jobs. Because I can guarantee you if it was just you and the person who owns the company who pays you, they said, hey, you do your work. You don't need middle management, stuff like that. I'm going to handle it. Guess what? There'll be a lot of people displaced because they have no fucking thing to do. Yeah. A, a, a lot of people just honestly, just their roles are just, I don't say not important because they are important and they do 
create the flow that is work. On a lot of people, they have those accountability meetings and they just honestly lack accountability. That's why they have those meetings. My mom, she works for the government. They have them going into the office now five days a week to do the exact same fucking work that they were doing at home for three years. <laughs> at home. And she's like, I don't understand why we got to go into the office. And I was like, this is why a lot of people are like, they don't want to return to work. I get it. The world's open back up and stuff like that. But do you know how much money people were saving as a result of being at home? Yeah, I get it. People were bored and stuff. But now the world's open back up. That's what people are talking about. How expensive outside is. Mm. How much they hate having to commute. How much they don't have the work-life balance. Like, But you motherfuckers kept swearing you had to be outside. Outside is expensive. Work is getting expensive as well. And they're not paying you enough. On top of that, I I know I'm venting again. This is work slugs, but just it, it's I mean, just it's frustrating part, enough. It's a part of it. Um, that's what that's what most people be dealing with, and it's a. The, <clears throat> I say this to say like, there's a bigger reason why people aren't staying at jobs. There's a bigger reason why people are just quitting and trying to figure mm-hmm. out something. Themselves. It's not a midlife crisis. It's not a panic. It's like Y'all not about to kill me before I enjoy me. Okay? The -hmm. worker with shit on their nose coming from work, coming from break, hype, hype as shit. You know? The, the, The worker who got shit on their nose because they got their head so far up the manager and higher up butt. You know, they gotta do shit by the book. They got yep. hella pushed back and lit every time you do something different but get the solution done. The mm-hmm. complainer without a plan, who don't do no work, who don't show up, who numbers never showing that they doing anything with improvement. Mm-hmm. You do more worse things in the job than you do to help. So you either going to help yep. or you going to shut up. Yep. Those are the worst type of work slugs to be with. And don't let it be like a, a mini group thing. I don't want to work with this person. Mm-hmm. I would rather work by myself and be graded as a team. Yep. And that's sad that you have adults that literally be looking at a job to see what they can get out of it without doing any work. <clears throat> people who feel like they got to throw people under the bus in order to win. They don't listen to anybody or anyone whenever things go wrong. They just looking for a way for them to win. How can I get me? Oh, I got to yep. make this person look worse than me. Oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. I got to eat. My kids got to eat. Mm-hmm. But you also got to leave out of this parking lot. Hello. <laughs> like, come on. People who do the wrong shit at work know they doing the wrong shit. Then when you talk about the issue, they start crying and making you look bad and they want to play the victim. Mm. And then they go to HR about how you how they feel uncomfortable, how the things that you say are usually directed to them because you be fucking up. And exactly. I, I started out telling you that you were fucking up in a nice way and you brushed it off. And I, I went to my supervisor about you fucking up. And me telling you the right thing to do and you doing what you want to do anyway. And then what do supervisors do? They have a group meeting 
and or they send you a overall for the team just a tip uh email moving forward can we make sure that we are all doing x y and z when reality is you don't have to tell nobody moving forward make sure you do x y and z email this bitch right here exactly and tell them this this is the issue and moving forward make sure that you do x y and z because everybody else is not having that problem this person is continuously having this issue because they refuse to do it the right way because the right way requires them to do their job mm-hmm. yeah don't 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 give me no fucking meetings like that i i used to hate them that passive aggressive you know that passive, passive aggressive shit sorry where you're in a meeting and it's fucking the five or six of y'all and the boss is like, hey, guys, we need, we who? What the fuck? Right. Like, no. Right. That motherfucker right there. That yeah. dude. Who, you know, there was a dude who was a chronic fuck up at my job. And he was like, there was my boss and there was the person right under him. He was that person. And he fucked up more than the entire team collectively. And instead of my boss saying, hey, that guy fucked up, you know what he would do? He would call us and be like, hey, we all made a mistake or we let this mistake happen. And it's like, but he's up. He's the one B to your one A. He's the fuck up. But here's the thing. Whenever you make an issue or whenever you make a mistake, guess what? You are accountable for your shit. It's always you. But whenever somebody else does it, no, the whole team got to take that L. No, I'm not taking nobody else's L's in 2023. You the fuck up. It's your problem. And I have no problem letting the world know, hey, no, I don't even work on that shit. In 2023, at your job, be sure to tell these motherfuckers like, hey, no, that is not, it's beyond my pay grade. It is above my fucking pay grade. They made the mistake. It's on them. Let them eat that shit. Because if you do, I'm telling you, it. You're not getting paid their salary. You're not getting paid for the shit that they do. So when they make a fuck up, I'm telling you, it's not called snitching if you point. You ain't got to say shit. Just point. <laughs> it, it's them. <laughs> it's, it's that <laughs> motherfucker over there. <clears throat> Just don't. But yes. Yeah, Damn, that triggered me, Shine. You ain't had to say that. Uh, that that, that triggered the fuck out of me. <laughs> um the this one right here too and sometimes this is a friend of yours outside the job and you just like sir you don't do no work sis you don't even be here and then when you're supposed to be here you call out or you try to swap with somebody last minute um the one who plays all day is a fun vibe wherever they at um and they fun at work but they don't do shit they don't do shit. The the one who never says anything to anybody, doesn't participate, but don't let it be like, oh, you know, the team is going out to a dinner, it's gonna be paid. They oh they gonna show up to eat. Damn right. But they ain't saying shit to nobody. You know, mm-hmm. don't have a don't have a like a, a potluck. Oh, they eating, but they ain't bringing shit. Not a fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you do run into like that job where you're really cool with everybody that you work with, right? Even the supervisor mm-hmm. is cool and they don't feel like a supervisor because everybody know what they're supposed to do. They grown. But every job that you work at, 
the older you get, if you change it, it dwindles. And for me, I don't want to make any more work friends. I, when I, when I go to the office, the three times per month that they want us to go to the office for no reason, I don't even know who's on my team because I don't care. I don't, I don't want to participate in, um, in a game day. I don't want to put on no jersey. I don't want to come to the break room for no cupcakes and, and cookies. And I'm not six. I want to work and I want to get the hell home. I want to get mm-hmm. through traffic. I want to work and I don't care about, you know, am I dressed up as my favorite superhero today? I am in my mid thirties. I am my superhero. The one that gets it done, the one that pays the bills, the one that makes sure my bed is comfy, the one that makes sure I got running water, the one that makes sure there's gas in my car, the one that makes sure I didn't run it through any red lights while getting here to be here at the time y'all have on my schedule so y'all can suck out the life out of my day by hogging all my mm-hmm. goddamn hours. No, I'm not dressing up for y'all. I don't wear anything corporate on purpose because y'all can suck it. If I'm not, I don't even know what if, if I'm not making CEO money, exec money, I would never dress up for a job. You got me crazy. Listen, listen. You think the I'm gonna first... take the, money, the little coin that you give me to go buy some high priced slacks and sweaters and, and 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 kitten heels that's not comfy, not cute to come dress up and make you feel comfortable by sitting next to me? Mm-mm. Not at all. No, I said the cat. No. The the best thing about my job outside of all, all the perks I keep talking about is the no dress code. That was the fourth question I asked. Like, what do y'all <laughs> wear here? Yo, if 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 I have to go into a job and I can't ask that question, what do y'all wear? Like, I'm not like you said, slacks, not wearing them shits. I got polos that are collecting dust right now. Cause you know what I like? I like fucking hoodies. I'm in the midst of losing weight. I don't have time to be like, oh, I gotta fucking buy clothes every season and shit. That was cute when I was 23, 24 and I was trying to be best dressed at the workplace. You know what? I can give a fuck less now. I got diapers I gotta pay for. I got a kid's childcare I gotta pay for. The last thing I care about is what shoes came out, what fashion trends there are, right. and more importantly, why I need that shit. Just laughed at me. She was like, well, Greg, you, you should throw those shoes away. They're 10 years old. I'm like, and I'm gonna wear them 10-year-old fucking shoes. Certain shit is like, oh, it's, it's not for me anymore. Half the shit that I have, Shane, like, I don't know if it's, like, I'm not the most fashionable person, you know, fashionable person on planet Earth, but a lot of the shit that I wore 10, 12 years ago is coming right back out. And it's like, what the, what the fuck are we doing? Like, y'all are going and buying shit and trying to impress people that you work with? You see them five days, you see them more than you see people that you live with. Like, I, I see more of my, well, I, I used to, keyword used to see more of my coworkers than I saw of my own fucking family. I used to get mad at me. Oh, well, Greg, why are you try- rushing to get out of the office? Because it's 5 fucking 30, and I don't like y'all. Y'all stink. Y'all, y'all have conversations about nothing. I don't like Starbucks. Get that nasty shit away from me, bro. Like, wh- well, I just look. Yo, I'm, I'm, it's a lot. It is a lot. And what you said earlier, you realize how many hours your job sucks out of your day when you take a day that most people go to work on and you go handle your shit. Mm-hmm. And you done handled 12 things before 
9.30, just like, oh, my God. Yep. Yep. I've been and, at and this job. Look, but you look at the clock, and it's 3 p.m., and you feel like you've done, been out and about for three days. I've, I've been at this job two months, and the shit scares me that I don't clock in and clock out. Like, I have billable time, but I don't clock in. And I don't have to worry about, oh, it's 9.07. I, I know my check is going to be the same every fucking pay period. I don't have to be like, oh, I got to do three hours of overtime in order to make ends meet. I know what my fucking check going to look like. That shit yeah. is beautiful. When I go and, like, I I took the day off because I, I had a sinus infection. I still have, like, the remnants of it, right? So I had a sinus infection, Shan. I went and I was like, yeah, let me go and tell, you know, my job that, you know, I'm not feeling well. They were like, oh, well, take take the time off. You want to take, like, two days? I'm like, what? I was like, what, what the fuck? Like, I almost thought it was a trap. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Why y'all being nice to me? Like, and then I realized, I'm like, yo, like, I, I This man the, has I, PTSD I, from workplaces. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, Chant, Chant, I shit you not, like, one, one thing my brother-in-law, like, his, his job, right? Yeah. I used to get jealous when he would say the shit when he was like, oh yeah, Greg, man, I, you know, I'll go and do a Zoom call or something like that. And then I close the computer and go and take a nap for an hour. I was like, what the fuck? Where, where they, what job is that? And can I have it? Right? See. So Shan, I tried. I tried it. And I didn't wake up until fucking two o'clock. I laid down at eleven thirty. I laid down at eleven thirty. And here's here was what was so fucked up. Nobody came looking for me. Nobody mm. sent me a WebEx message. Nobody was because for me, like I've I've always had to have like some type of accountability for my work. Or when people were just like, hopefully looking around, they're like, "Well, Greg just been too quiet, right?" But this job, they're like, "No, nah, we already got our own work to do. You do whatever you want to do, as long as your work gets done." So when I woke up at two thirty, yo, I I had a panic attack. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna get fired because they they know I was just gone for like two and a half hours." My boss was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm at basketball practice with my son." I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what type of job? What what type of scam is this? Like, you can actually have a life. When I was at that tech job, mm-hmm. I'll be at work and I'll just tell my um, my manager, "Hey, I gotta go. Um, I gotta go to the courthouse and pay this ticket." Mm-hmm. So when the meeting starts, I'm gonna leave, and I will leave in the middle of the meeting, get back around three, and still leave at four thirty. When I have court. I just like I got court, so I'm gonna come in after court. Okay. When I um, when we would go to lunch, and the team lead would be like, "Oh, I'm taking everybody out to lunch. Order what you want." People would come back drunk, use some mm-hmm. alcohol, loose, and get no work done. From the the lunch was an hour and a half. You mm-hmm. got back in. You called your clients or whatever, whoever would pick up the phone at the end of the day. And you just sit there and bullshit. And then the Slack, mm. Slack is really just trying to keep tabs on what you got going on. Mm-hmm. Off, like, while you working. I'm not being on Slack. What you what you hit me up for? Just email me. Um, I, I, just, I just felt like there are so many loopholes in tech 
that if you get to a point where you're so comfortable in a tech job that you're not updating your resume and looking while you're working at other jobs, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because everybody's budget gets low. And that's when they start bringing in the new person to check the receipts for what's being purchased in the office. Oh, I think you're ordering too much paper. Or I think we should pull back on the Friday masseuse that comes in every Friday. Mm-hmm. They give massage in the office. Oh, I think putting all these snacks in the break room and just allowing them to grab whatever they want throughout the day, that's cutting into the budget. Let's limit that now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you see those type of changes coming, and then they send you rules about how this is going to change now, that's your your tip to start looking because they're seeing that that budget that they expanded to higher end and the results mm-hmm. that they're getting clicking, so they're cutting back on certain shit. They're bringing in mm-hmm. reinforcement to real in the spending out of this office. And whoever's numbers is not making sense for the company, they're not keeping. Mm-mm. And as Man, a business I, I, owner, duh, as a business owner, yeah. I, I like I get it. Yo, I, one one thing I value is the fact that it is just me in my role, and it's it's five of us in our office in DC, right? And everybody has their own responsibilities, but nobody tries to hold somebody accountable for their own work. It's like, hey, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Like, nah. You do whatever you need to do to make sure your work is done. I'm going to do what I need to do. Because like you said, if everybody's doing their role and doing their job, nobody's under the microscope. Because nobody, there's nothing to look at. Your work done? Cool. We don't give a fuck. Just go. Do, do what you need to do. Like if I say I got a doctor's appointment, hey, cool. Just make sure you get your work done because guess what? Like if your work don't get done, then the client's going to be like, why ain't the work getting done? And then we lose money. But the thing is, it's not accountability like, okay. Where is, you know, Greg doing the work? The accountability is the money we make. We're going to make our money, but the issue is the money is made on the backs of those clients. The clients are the ones ultimately who pay us versus work. You know, for me, my last job was my company paid us, but we got the trickling down of whatever the client gave. So it's like the client gave the company money and the company gave us what they thought we deserved. It's like, no, like, we are like there's a client and then there's us and our billable hours account for that so when i have 40 billable hours like hey maybe 34 that is work the other six bullshit me watching youtube and stuff like that now i'm not saying i'm not doing work i am doing work it's work related but sometimes it's like there's not 40 hours worth of work to be done and that's one thing that i never really noticed shan and just like you like working a tech company taught me that and it's one of those things when we talked at the beginning of the hour, well, shit, it's been two hours, but, you know, at the beginning of the show, when we were talking about, like, Twitter and the layoffs and stuff like that, they made shit hot. And that's where they started getting exposed. A lot of these tech companies, they start, like, the bigger ones, at least, the Googles, the Facebooks and stuff like that, they started putting people under the microscope and started looking at work productivity, regardless of how much work you were getting done. There were people who were getting fired from these companies and are doing the work. But the issue is like, yeah, you're doing the work, but there's not enough work to pass on to everybody else. And they have the money. Mm -hmm. Meta's not hurting for business. 
Twitter's not hurting. As much as we talk shit about Twitter, Twitter's not hurting. If Twitter can pay Elon, they have the money. Elon clearly has the money, so Twitter's not hurting at all. A lot but of companies. You know, Elon, that, Elon's whole thing is, how can we do the same amount of of work or exactly. have the same solution with less people? Like that's his whole exactly. thing. So like once exactly. they saw that like, Elon was getting that shit, oh my email is already yeah. sent out. Like what? Yep. yep. And that that's why for me when I look at like work and stuff like that, I'm like yo like. I just want to make sure my work is done. I can't be concerned about everybody else's work. And that's always just been my issue when it comes to other people trying to figure out what you do. You can't do my job just like I can't do your job. But once you've worked at a place and you get into that zone and that little bit of comfort that, you know, hey, instead of working seven and a half, eight hours, like, yo, I can work for three hours. I feel like a lot of us, we are putting 40 hour work weeks in. And we're only doing 20 hours of work because that's only that's that's only what's really required. If you take out that, you know, that five hours for the lunch break and the hours of the commute, and the hours of small talk and all that other bullshit, going to the bathroom and all like that seven and a half hour day is really like three and a half. We're just there because honestly, like the job just feels like you have to be in the presence of the people who pay you in order to make it seem like you're doing work. And so that somebody is- said, hey, I'm sorry, what you say, Shane? I- that is why I love when the system goes down at work. I mm-hmm. love I love when, you know, this system is not working, so we can't get into this system, so we're just sitting here waiting. Well, let me go go outside. Let me go to this floor and just sit there and have a cookie. Let me go get some water. Let me go see what this restaurant is like. Like, I'm the person that does not care about the system issues at work. I'm the person where you tell me the whole time is 45 minutes, great. But you don't speak in Like, I don't care. Yo, Shane, there was, there was every fucking week at the last job. Every week, somebody would delete the folder. Now, somebody would say, what's the folder? I'll explain it really quick. The folder was because some companies are so dated they don't believe in the cloud. They don't believe in Dropbox and Google Drive and just being able to have everything in one centralized cloud and it can't be deleted. They were using like the IT server, right? And they would put all the files on the IT server, but everybody in the firm had access to it. Now, here's the issue with this. Shan, most people have like laptops, right? With like trackpads. A lot of people don't really use like mice when they're using their laptops, when they should. Like if you're working from home or something like that, I advise you to get like a keyboard and a mouse. That way you're just not typing, getting carpal tunnel and shit, right? But every week, like clockwork, every Tuesday, someone, they didn't know who it was, they would instinctively delete the fucking folder every day between 10 and 11 o'clock in the morning, every Tuesday. Why does this matter? Once you try to restore a file from like the uh, IT server, that shit can take anywhere between two and six hours. We used to sit there and wait for the person to delete the file folder every week because we knew that was four hours that we wouldn't have to do work every Tuesday. And that it was little things like that for me, like just having somebody delete the photo. It's like, oh, well, great. Like I can actually get, you know, other work done. I can actually go for a walk and stuff like that. So 
this new job, Shan, when my boss said to me, she said something, I looked at her like, yo, like, white people do that? Like, and when I say it, you're like, Greg, it's not that big of a deal, but it is. She said, well, Greg, you know, when it's nice outside, why don't we just go and take a walk and just talk about work? I said, what the fuck? I'm like, wait, what? Like, white people do that? Like, white people actually go, and I, I thought about it, I was like, so that's what they do. White people are able, like, not even just white people, people who actually make money, like, they, where they don't have to be attached to the, the computer or attached to a keyboard. Like, when they go on those hour lunch breaks, oh, we're just going to stop past Starbucks and sit in Starbucks and talk for an hour, they're actually calling at work. And I was like, oh, I've never had that. The, the shit, it scared the fuck out of me when she said it. I thought she was trying to like, trick me. A lot of Starbucks started taking their, um, their oh, plugs. Like the, and- yeah. Imagine, like, I thought she was trying to trap me to see, like, how long I normally take lunch or something like that. Because, like, who, okay, when I say who, because I'm black, but it's like, have you ever been in a position where somebody's like, oh, like, let's just go and walk and talk about work instead yes. of being in the office? When, yes. when she said that, she, I was like, yo, what? Like, it did, it still doesn't compute to me that she was like, one, I don't, like, I was always one of those people, like, I ate by myself. And when I didn't, it was like a group of us because it was either somebody last day. It was like, all right, we all in the kitchen, so we might as well eat together. But I'm eating so I can get back to work. It wasn't a, hey, let's just leisurely sit down for an hour, shoot the shit, talk. Work we might be involved, but we can talk about other things, right? When she said that, I looked at her, and I was like, this is a joke, right? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, nobody's said, let's just go to lunch and talk for an hour about whatever, like to me. and. Maybe that's because I'm kind of like, but what would you say? Like, you didn't say trigger. There was like a term you would use, like PS, uh, PSTD. I was like, I, I just have that. <laughs> PTSD, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Like, I have, I have that. I have PTSD about, like, work. I'm not used to people honestly just enjoying their jobs or people just saying there's an easier route to working. I've never had that. I've had jobs where it's like, okay, we're trying to make this as stressful for y'all because we want you to understand that you should appreciate having a job. I've had those type of jobs. I've had those jobs where it's like, hey, we don't have time to deal with other, like to go on coffee breaks and stuff because we have work to do. I've also had those jobs where it's like, hey, like, you know what? Like you could go to lunch now at 12 while it's quiet, but it's going to be busy for the rest of the afternoon. Like, those type of jobs have always like been in doctrine in my brain and like how I function. So now like I have this like trauma response when it comes to work and people are like, well, Greg, like, guess what? Like take the rest of the day off. It's Thursday. It's 80 degrees. Go and just like, enjoy the day. I'm like, wait, what? Enjoy what? Like you want me to go outside? Chad, the first time I actually went outside and took a walk in my neighborhood, I've lived here since what last year. And I have never just in the middle of the fucking day just walked outside and not looked at my clock. I walk to the mailbox and I get scared. I'm like, shit, they might call me on Zoom or something like that and just have a meeting just out of nowhere. I'm like, no, there's just, no meeting. When it okay. comes when it comes to me and these jobs, I tell people like, yeah, I got a job, but I haven't liked my job since 2012. Yeah. I no job since 2012 I've liked, but that doesn't mean I don't work. That doesn't mean I 
<laughs> don't have a business on the side, but I have common sense to know, like, I'm not dropping everything just to solely do my business and think that's going to fund my lifestyle and my children's needs mm-hmm. right now at this moment, because it's not yet. But I do know, like, in the meantime, I got to make something shake. That is mm-hmm. all that this job is, is making something shake. Now, <clears throat> the sponsors that we do on the side, those are super helpful because they give me options. They give me days to relax and be like, you know what? I can afford not to do OT today because I have this other opportunity going on. I'm expecting X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z money this time so I can relax a little. But in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, as a mom, <clears throat> As someone who's the only head of household in my home, I still worked 18 hours yesterday. When in reality, mm-hmm. all I had to work was 7.5. Mm-hmm. And I did that because as a mom, in this time that we're in, where this government is not getting off our backs and don't care about how much debt we in, making prices higher, I'm always thinking like, just in case I need, just in case they need, just in case I need to have, just in case I want to be able to pay off this and not have to worry about it. Just in case Mm -hmm. this emergency comes up, I have this over here. And that is my comfort. Stability has always been my comfort. Preparation has always been my comfort. But, and even though I want those things, I'm not going to sit at no job and allow you to stress me. Facts. You know what I'm saying? People who want you to pull out this magic stick out your ass and make things happen today when they know you should have brought this to me last week. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not stressing over you. I'm still going to log out at the time I'm supposed to log out. I'm still going to chill. Probably go do my four miles for the end of the day on the treadmill. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to relax on my couch. I'm going to do mm-hmm. some content, probably do some merch, probably take some people, probably go to sleep at 12 o'clock, 1 a.m. And I'm going to wake up at 5 motherfucking 30 and do this shit again. But If you are out here interested in supporting Loud Mouth, stereo with greg and shan you can several ways don't be a stranger don't be afraid to drop us a review on apple podcast app it's the number one podcast app that people love to listen to why probably because it's free and it's on the iphone but moving on um you can also purchase merch at loud mouth stereo shop Okay, support the show, look good, feel good. We all win. It's a win-win. And lastly, but we appreciate it, you can donate however many monies you would like directly to the link in the show notes for Red Circle. And between myself and Greg, we can use the help to improve how we show up with content for you guys. We appreciate you listening good, bad, or ugly. We want to hear from you. We want the feedback. And thank you to Stereo for being a platform we've used for the last three years to push out episodes with a live audience on 
an interesting app. Now back to the show. I've learned that you cannot give a job that doesn't give a fuck about you all of your day. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. You got to know when to, 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 to step back. Every month since June of last year, I've been taking off two days off per month randomly for no fucking reason. Because that's just what I feel like I want to do. That makes me feel better about doing something for me. How did I show up for me these two days? How did how did I have time to do X, Y, and Z? And people think, oh, you know, you must be making buku. I'm not making buku money. But at the same time, the money that I'm making, I don't overextend myself. Like people who sit and 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 have a home and are able and their kids have what they need and and they have options they have options because they're living below what they're making if i sat here and worked a job that i work and i had a 500 car note i'd always be working i would always be stressed if i had to sit Bye. here and have a nice luxury car that i gotta watch when i'm at the pump as a woman mm-hmm. i gotta have cameras on it in my driveway at night I got to make sure when I'm putting my kids in, nobody's trying to run up. That would stress me out. But there's a lot of people like that. One of of my boys, he, this man, the the one that recently got married, he got, I guess, got in a car accident. And the first thing he decided he wanted to go do was get a luxury car. And I said, you you make more, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to spend more. Like, I'm not saying live beyond, you know, he's living beyond his means. It's just like, do what you've been doing by erasing debt and not adding to it. I told myself the month of March, don't go nowhere. Because I was real, I'm like, okay, every time you go outside, you spend money. Sometimes it's okay to stay in the house. But when he was like, oh, I'm going to get a luxury car, I was like, all the cars you could get, and you're going to get a luxury car. He was like, it's something I always wanted. I wanted it for me. And I'm scared to know that the car that he's going to get is going to come attached with a five, $600 car note just off the strength of it being a luxury vehicle. Do you need it? No. Do you want it? Yes. And you sh- you're entitled to want things for your leisure. But this is going to be the same person complaining about how tight money is because you've just added a bill after you've erased the debts that you've just had. It it, it right. doesn't make sense to me. I, I've never understood why people do that. And then, you know, the next thing is, well, I got to get a new job now because, yeah, you know, money's tight. I'm like, no, money's not tight. You got a $700 car note. Yeah. <laughs> money's not tight. And I'm saying that from the, the point of being a father and, you know, having child care to pay for and stuff like that. When I say me, I don't have to pay for child care, which is good because we have, like, you know, parents who are like, hey, we're going to take care of you know, the babies, like childcare. That's great. But you know what I'm not doing? I'm not just aimlessly like spending the money that I could be spending on daycare because I don't have to spend it somewhere else. It, it, that's just not like forward thinking. It's not smart behavior. It's not a pattern that you should develop. But a lot of people feel that way. And I just uncomfortably have to say this, but I have those friends who feel as though like 
they're going to perpetually spend money and instead of saying stop spending money they just have to get a job that pays them more and it's like that's that that's the worst way of thinking that's the worst behavior is trying to get a new job every time you fall into debt because mm-hmm. you're no longer happy with your current salary i think it's bullshit but they for some ungodly reason love that shit yeah i don't i don't if you keep spending more and then turning around and having to work for someone to pay you more it'll never mm-hmm. end you'll always need yep. more because you're you're never giving yourself a boundary and i think the older i get the more i see wealthy people i see how they get more comfortable with less how you see their home and it's just less things in it uh mm-hmm. what they wear it gets more simplistic you see yep. what they drive and it's very basic it's not a lot of shit going on they don't have to have all of the newest things they don't have to yep. be in all the certain the 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 newer places they're not in a rush to get from point a to point b they just on their own time and that to me is like the ultimate wealthy when i when i can own my time when i can tell you when i'll be there when i can tell you i physically won't be there but i'll make sure that you have it i'll make sure i send somebody to go and i can be more present in moments more than like making sure i create the moment for instance ari's birthday is coming up in in april i have no intentions on getting a party i have no intentions on buying a blow up jumpy thing for the backyard like i did last year because every year that price is getting higher and higher i'm just yep. like we just going to have a good weekend we going to have a good day period yep. I don't want to deal with invitations. I don't want to deal with buying a whole bunch of food. I don't want to deal with having to cook the food. I don't want to buy a big old cake that can't fit in my fridge. I don't want to have the party and then the next day you sitting in the house bored. Mm-hmm. And and I and I hate as a mom being the one who was in charge of the moment and I'm watching moments happen. In an event I made. Yeah. I want to be in the moments. I don't want to be the supervisor of the moment happening. And the more I, I, the girls just get older, I'm just like, I don't like that. I hate hosting. You know, I had a Friendsgiving uh, last year, I think, or the year before that. And I'm just like, hey, bring what you want. There's going to be food yep. at the house. The cups are over there. The forks are over there. Help yourself. I don't want to watch nobody. Treat my home like you would treat your home. Mm-hmm. Don't eat on my sway tears. Don't drop shit. Don't break shit. We good money. No. Did I tell you when somebody like said to me, like, well, Greg, why don't you have a housewoman? And I was like, because I don't want y'all coming over, bro. Like, And I, <laughs> I hate being that person. It, like, I, I don't know what it is about me. Like, I just, I've never been that type of person. I used to be was like, okay, we can all go out together, but I don't need everybody at my house uh, yeah. because people don't want to leave. I told you about the Super Bowl thing. Like, you know, one of my boys, he wanted to order all his fucking food. And I was like, yo, like, bro, 
it doesn't, it's not justifiable. Do you know he had to throw away like most of that shit because the 18, 20 people that he ended up spending the money for anyway, even though we told him no, guess what? Those people ain't show. Because mm. that Super Bowl, it was rained out. It was pouring down rain the entire day. So we go over to my man's house and we we all ate a little, a couple wings. But after like three wings, people were like, oh no, I'm done. Like I'm I'm full. But you ordered 120 fucking wings for eight people. Nobody's eating that much. So now you got you stuck with it. You can't even freeze like wings like that. They already marinated, they cooked and shit. No, you can't do it. So for me, whenever I do have people come over, I told Jess and I told anybody who's listening, four to six people max. When I say that, that's including you and your kids. If you got two kids, then guess what? Four other people can show up. Now that's it. So it's, if it's you and your, your two babies, like, you know, talking about like one of my boys and like they bring their kids over, cool. Like the kids, I'm cool with. The adults, too many adults for me is just way too much. I don't want to have too many people over because now my body is what? It's 10 o'clock now at the time we're recording. My body be like, hey, it's 1030. What, what you going to do about it? Are you going to watch TV for an hour or are you going to go and get you an extra hour of sleep? Yeah. I wouldn't like this last year. I wouldn't like this during the pandemic. Shall we used to record until almost like two o'clock in the morning. Now I'm like, you know what? Like, sleep is good. Sleep is fine. I'm I'm completely cool going and taking midday naps, afternoon naps, evening naps. When the baby naps, I nap. These are all the fucking things you were telling me before Skylar got here, and I'm doing that shit now, two years later. So, I just, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I'm an introverted extrovert. But now I just same, same, same. Mm-hmm. naps as an adult are so underrated. It's like that gym people didn't prepare you for, but they make mm-hmm. you feel so good. You can take a nap yeah. as an adult and wake up and feel like a whole new human. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a voice line. I didn't realize that. Let me see. It's from Bria. Oh, it's from. Girl, Shan, you were preaching to the choir back in the day when I was a real nurse. I would not participate for the birthday cake. Do you want to participate for the birthday cake for something? I'm like, no, it's store-bought cake. I don't want it. I'm good, and I will yeah. not eat it. And I also would not participate in doctor gifts. They'd be like, we're collecting money to buy the doctors a Christmas yeah. present. And I'm like, no, I'm a peasant. I'm not buying the doctor a gift. Like, I wasn't salty. I'm just very matter-of-fact. But, yeah, I hear you. See? Let me See, tell you that's my type of behavior right I'm, there. Yep. Talking to my mom about how being a doctor is a fucking scam. You spent <clears throat> all of your younger years going to school for like 10 plus years, depending on what you're going for. Then you come out of med school. You go work at a hospital for years of a, like a fucking slave mouse. Then you finally <clears throat> get ranked up to be whatever doctor you're supposed to be and you spend all this time working as an adult with a mortgage and probably a wife or kids at that time trying to do all of that extra shit pay back all the money for the school you went to mm-hmm. and then when you get to retirement you stress the fuck out you probably lost your spouse your kids are grown and spoiled as shit. They don't really know you because you was always working. And you really don't have no other option done than to have 
a midlife crisis and buy some elaborate big purchase that makes no fucking sense. Because <laughs> you see how much of your life you've eaten away at this career. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. But I feel like that's another thing. Like You do it because you love it. You love the um, process. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to look at back at my life and be like, "Damn, I just let that shit eat away." Yeah. No. Yeah, give agree. me my give me my days off in the process, so I can feel so like I, I did for me. So <clears> earlier <throat> you had mentioned. I know we running long, but like you had mentioned about taking two days off a month. Like, I guess mm-hmm. just like mental me days, right? Like, yeah. would you say that would be like the bare minimum you would suggest somebody take? Yeah. I feel like, especially if you do your days off on a Monday, mm-hmm. like I, I used to get real anxiety doing it all in, in Sunday at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh yeah. my a whole week of this shit. I'm about to go back into this shit. But just to know, like, you got Friday after you clock out, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, and you get tomorrow after you get these girls to school to yourself. What? Yeah. It's a game changer to know that, okay, you get paid on Friday and you don't got to work. What? See, and that's something we didn't even touch on. Like, I'm still not financially comfortable with the every two week schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I won't say I'm just not comfortable. It's just it hasn't like clicked for me yet because I I'm pro auto pay if that makes sense. I'm pro like mm-hmm. hey, just take it out my account so I don't see it. Now I have mm-hmm. to be like pro micromanage my money like oh like and that's because obviously i have like you know bills and stuff like that but where i want to get is to a position where i'm like you know what guess what those bills done like there are no more bills so since there are no more bills guess what i don't have to worry about that since those bills no longer exist um obviously that requires me to make a little bit more money i'm comfortable but i know now knowing what i didn't know then is negotiating your value so that that is something that i mean you had told me like drake said it baylor was like oh like just negotiate not just your salary but your like your work and all the perks you know especially now with the every two week thing i was sitting like oh like why like why do i not feel comfortable and it's like oh because you're not used to honestly like i'm not used to this month i'll have a third paycheck like, usually it's twice a month. The What is it? Like, the 15th and the end of the month, right? But I get paid three times twice a year. So, you're like, oh, yeah, you get a free check. I was like, is it free or is it just, like, the, the bill that will, like, catch me up to other shit, right? So, I, I'm learning. Um, I'm very appreciative. So, even though all the shit I've said, if my coworkers do listen to this, I do appreciate my job and some of y'all, like, most of y'all. But I'm, I'm still learning because... Like you had said, Shan, I have PTSD. I, I I don't know how to trust employers anymore. I don't know how to trust that I'm doing the work that I was deemed to do or I was hired to do and do it effectively without 
someone either hating or someone feeling like I'm not doing my job good enough. And that's always been my problem with work. Like I've always felt like I'm not appeasing someone, even though I'm actually getting the work done. And it is just like a trauma response. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to work on that. So in six months, we can have like a catch up to this show and be like, hey, Greg, you are? I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's cool, hopefully. But right now, it, it's just everything is PTSD. Everything is a trauma response when it comes to work. Um, and, you know, just surviving this thing called work slugs. But boy, um, it, it couldn't be more better than it was because, you know, I was this close to like probably going and slapping the shit out of somebody, like if things got worse. So. Again, this is Shan's fault if I talk so much about my job. It's because she's the main one who was telling me to take the goddamn job and to apply for it and go to the interviews. So now that I talk about it, it's Shan's fault. When I start talking to social media shit, it's Shan's fault. When we get on here, we start shooting the shit, and I'm not arguing for 20 minutes about my job. It's Shan's fault. So thank you, Shan. That's a good thing. I think a lot of people feel like they're depressed. And they're not depressed. They need to make a change that they're scared to make. And um, a lot of changes put you in an uncomfortable spot for a little bit. But it gets better. Like, I can't say that every job that I've gotten after I left one put me in a worse predicament than the one I had. Like, no job that I left put me in a worse mindset or position to gain income than when I left and when I leave jobs that doesn't mean I burn bridges I don't burn bridges Mm. I just know when it's time for me to leave and I don't owe you an explanation and people have to stop this this figurative shit right here like oh let me put in my two weeks these jobs don't care about you putting in two weeks not at all not and fucking all. You don't use your your PTO, and they gonna have to pay you out for that anyway. And I think it's very smart if you are switching a job and you know you're going into the next one, give yourself a whole week to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Give yourself. I wish I did. Leaving a job and a whole week of doing nothing to prepare to step into another zone of trying to figure out who the real one is, who the phony one is, who the snake is, who the Mm -hmm. one trying to size you up is, who mad that you got the position that you got that they really wanted, but they want to bump them up from the inside. So they looking at you crazy, giving you a motherfucking hard time in meetings because they Mm -hmm. all there. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to hurt slugs, I'm calling them out. One thing, when it comes to like what you said about like the like the pay, um, you ne- negotiate your final pay and know your final pay before you fucking leave that office. Don't be Greg. And the reason why I say this is because I still look at the last email I sent that company. My last day was January sixth, Shan. I, I never shared this with you because I was like, she would probably get upset, and you know, you would try to be like, not nah, Greg. You need to go and contact them. It's too late now, so I was just like, I can bring it up now. My last day was January 6th, but my pay period that fell was January 15th. So I got my last check from them January 15th, and I got my first check from the new job January 20th. So I was very appreciative to have like two checks in like a five-day window. Here was the issue. My check 
my final check was $1,966 after taxes. So you're like, oh, that's like, that doesn't sound like a lot of money. It's not. The issue is I was paid for one week. One week. Um, and someone would be like, well, how, how are you only paid for one week? I'll break it down really quick. So I was supposed to be paid for December 12th. The eight, uh, basically the last three weeks of December, the you know the three weeks in December that was not the first week. So I think it was the twelfth, the eighteenth, and the week of Christmas or whatever. So the twenty sixth, right? I was supposed to be paid for all three of those weeks, and Shan, I was only paid for one fucking week. They gave me overtime of six hours. They gave me PTO of forty five point five nine, which is the equivalent of uh, about a week and a half of PTO that I was supposed to get for the year. So say if you quit your job in December, right? Your job by law is supposed to pay you out for your PTO at either point that you leave. So if you leave anytime between December 1st and December 31st, they have to pay you whatever PTO you have. However, if your last day falls in that following year, like in January of the, you know, the following year, they're supposed to pay you for the quarter of leave that you have. So if you had 28 days of vacation or whatever, you're supposed to get paid a week, which is essentially what I was supposed to get paid. They gave me 45.59, which is PTO. Regular hours, they gave me 37 and a half, which is equivalent to one week. Then straight hours, they gave me 10 because again, our salary, but we had straight and overtime hours, which is ridiculous, but it's just how law firms work, right? The taxes that I paid were around $520. Benefits, I had, you know, medical health and benefits and stuff like that. I had money coming out for different reasons, talking about like other, like life insurance and stuff like that, right? But I ended up taking home $1,966 on my last check. For reference, that's not even my mortgage. That's not even like half of what my mortgage and bills and shit would be if I was paying for it by myself. So what I'm saying to everybody is I essentially missed out on three weeks of pay in my final pay. So negotiate whenever you're leaving your job, what the fuck they're supposed to pay you for. They should be paying you for your PTO, unless they tell you at the beginning, like for my new job, there's unlimited PTO and everything. But if we both cut ties together, we just like, we just disperse. They don't have to owe me anything. I don't owe them anything. So there are jobs like that. But if you have a job that when you have to put two weeks notice in or they require you to have some type of insight, like, hey, we need seven days, 10 days, 14 days, they are required by law to tell you how much money that they're going to give you or how many days that are broken down and get that shit in writing. I did not get mine in writing because I was so excited to get the fuck up out of it. And that's my fault. Do not make that mistake or else you will be like me on that final check, trying to contact a company that's pretty much gotten rid of all your contact information and you're reaching out to them kind of like a, a outsider, like a contractor again, and being like, oh, where's the rest of my money? At that point, there's nothing you can do. They can literally say, nah, we ain't got to pay you. You don't work here anymore, which is essentially what they told me. Again, just another work slug, but definitely get that shit in writing. Get your first check, your final check, and everything else after that. Now, the only other like tidbit I wanted to just mention, Shane, really quick is bonuses and raises and stuff like that. Discuss that shit in those meetings. When you do them evaluations, when they ask you, like, do you have any questions? 
right then, that moment right there, talk to their ass about bonuses and raises and get that shit in writing. Because if you don't, the shit's going to change. I only speak this from example. I got a bonus for X amount of dollars that I cannot really say because I guess that is a part of the confidentiality agreement that they gave. I will just say it like this. It was taxed at 40%, 38.7 to be you know exact. Don't be this guy. Get the shit in writing, is, negotiate what's be. Oh, go ahead. This is another thing when it comes to bonuses. Please remember if the inflation is up a certain percentage and your company turns around and tells you, oh, we're giving you this percent raise. That's not a raise. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's just, it's just them moving the bar legally yep. of what it needs to be because of the inflation. So really, you got the same amount of pay that mm-hmm. you got previously. It's just that the inflation has increased, so they increase where their bar is at. But has nothing has really improved, and so at all. <laughs> the last the last two years, my supervisor been telling me, you know, um, my rating and my um, increase. I'm just like, okay. And he'll sit there and pause on the call, like he waiting for me to be excited. I ain't excited about shit, mm-hmm. man. If y'all not me- paying me extra fifteen increase leave me Mm -hmm. alone don't tell me nothing i don't even look at my paycheck i don't look Mm. at my paycheck my thing i'm not excited my company doesn't even mail out paychecks it's just like you have to do a login to another login to another login to see your Mm -hmm. paycheck and you can't even print it out at the job yo my job gave me last year my former job, a 3% raise. That's Inflation nothing. was at 8%. Right. Inflation, if inflation's at 8%, you gave me a 3% raise. Honestly, I'm in the hole when it comes to taxes. And mind you, yeah. my boss you... knew I got a new house. Boss knew I had a kid, daycare, stuff like that. So it's like, yo, like, all, all these factors, I'm not saying give me, like, preferential treatment or nothing, but I'm like, yo, like, Get with the fucking times. Like, if you can't do that, people going to be on their way out. I see why now, like, seeing the forest for the trees, why, and I, I don't want to just put it on white people, but why people who are younger, because Shan mentioned this, and I, I want you to, like, really, like, hammer this point home before we get off here, Shan, is the fact that people who are younger than us, I'm not just saying young people, but people who are younger than us, know their worth out the gate. They're like, okay, I'll take this low offer for this job. I know I'm worth this much, but if you don't know it in a year, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Yeah. I, I've seen I've seen the shit change so much more over the past three years that, you know, the pandemic and everything, because they're like, yo, like, there are companies that want me. People who get, you know, got fired or let go from Twitter and Meta and shit like that, they started working at Pinterest. They started working at um, eBay and stuff like that. They're like, okay. They ain't going to pay me, but these motherfuckers will. You have to know your value. So you have to start leveraging yourself. Shan said it early in the show as well. Like that resume, man, every three months, just go look at that shit. Go, go send a resume out to somebody. 
and be like, hey, I'm, I'm comfortable at my job right now. I'm happy at my job, but keep like brushing up on your skills. Start going and sending out that goddamn resume. When you start seeing a market change, you're like, wait a minute. Like when I applied for my job, I told Shan straight, I was like, yo, I don't even remember last time I went on like an interview. I know how to interview. I have people skills, but it's like, yo, like so much has changed. Like I, I had never done a interview over a computer. I had never done that. I was so used to putting on a fucking suit, going, you know, having to meet the receptionist who honestly ain't want to be there waiting for them to sit there for the 20 minutes to just like make you sweat it out. They walk past you and you don't know if they the person that you interview on or just somebody that worked there only for them in 10 minutes to come back out. And then you sit in a conference room that's cold as shit intentionally. You got to worry about that. Like I didn't have to deal with that. So like a lot of things have changed, but one thing that definitely got hammered home to me with this last like interview phase that I went through was a lot of these companies, they can no longer lowball you if you have the fucking insight and information. If you know what the market is and you're like, hey, you know, DC is paying for like this job, they're paying an average of $85,000. Don't offer me, you know, $65,000. Don't offer me $55,000. Like, no, this is the market. You, you, you have to know the market. You have to be able to keep up with the terms. If you don't, you're going to be fucked. So the best course of action, in my personal opinion, I'm going to shut up, is just to go send out a resume a month. Like, just apply for a fucking job. Because you never know. That fucking job, they might ask you back and they want to pay you $30,000 more. Every person that's left that previous firm, Shane, the people that left, they got jobs that they didn't even want. They just paying $30,000 more. And they're like, hey, well, now this is, my, this is the new bar for me. Girl told me she was getting paid at my old job. She was getting paid what sixty five thousand. She applied for a job that was making. I think she said it was one hundred and seven. She applied for that. And she was like, "Oh, I, I set the new bar, so now no job can pay me less than one hundred thousand dollars." I was like, "How the fuck did you do that?" She was like, "I just asked for a job. I went in there with the mindset. I knocked out the interview, and they were willing to pay me." And I was like, "Were they willing to train you?" She was like, "They got to train you. Every job is different, so they got to train you to learn their information. And the information you can't learn again." This is, you know, a kudos to Shane. If you can't learn it on the job, learn it off the internet. Mm-hmm. Shit is crazy. Yeah. So, if you're a slug at a job, you better update your resume because it's only a matter of time. These jobs don't care. The turnover rate mm-hmm. is high at jobs because they got to weed through the people that's bullshitting. They got to weave to the people who talked a good game when they got hired, but their numbers not shown and proven. They got to weave through the people who really got to like an internal, this job is not giving me enough room to bullshit. I actually have to do work here. Oh, okay. We see you. You're not improving. Oh, okay. All right. We gonna let you go because clearly you don't want to be here. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. And if you don't like people telling you what to do, if you don't like to be in places where they telling you what time you got to be there, you better be the best entrepreneur and something that you can do with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And do it. And do it. Stop talking about what you used to have, how much money you used to make. And come and show and prove. You're supposed to get better and better every year because you can't live in the past. But, you know, that's it. This is Loudmouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg. 
You can find us on Twitter, IG, TikTok. For the time that we have it, we don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, you can find Greg at heygreg.io for more details. And you can find me at shambipodden.com. Don't forget to check out Young Black and Bother podcast and She Gets a Pod. Uh, that drops on Mondays. Other than that, y'all have a great day. This whole podcast will be up tomorrow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're looking for a loudmouth stereo shop and more merch, I did update the merch and um, it's on Teespring. We appreciate you. Thank you for following through and we will be back with another show later this month. I'll let you know on my IG or my TikTok. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bree. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Y'all be safe. See you on the next episode. Peace.